everybody, welcome to another episode of If It Isn't Love Podcast. I am your host, Tanisha Renee. I start forgetting my name. And I'm your co-host, J.L. Watson. And we're back, still black, with another episode. <laughs> and I'm happy to announce, to announce that officially, officially, at the recording of this podcast, actually, as of two days ago, we are not the same age. And you are older than me. And it again. Is, again, and it is on record that I date older men. What? Because you're an older man. Oh my God. Like we are the same age in like. Uh, I'm 35 and you're 36. We're born in the same year. Yeah, that's technicalities. No, what's a technicality is that we uh, are the same age for yeah. only a certain amount of months. Yeah, that's. Again, te- yeah, technicality. Mm-hmm. Happy belated birthday. I mean, you wish me happy birthday, so you ain't got to say belated. But the podcast don't. So they're wishing you, right. wish, wishing you, wishing, wishing you a happy belated birthday. Wishing. I'm Irish. Irish now. Interesting. Top of the morning to you. Thank you. Did you enjoy your birthday? I did. Um, we did a lot of great stuff. We had, um, it's not East Indian food, it's North Indian food, mm-hmm. but it was still good all the same. <laughs> Okay, stomach. My stomach is so Girl. embarrassing. <laughs> but um, we did that. And then we went to the rooftop movies yesterday. Um, he got me this wonderful light. I and, do like this light, like seeing mm-hmm. it in here. Yeah. I'm like, because it's not like very harsh, mm-hmm. but it's very bright. Mm-hmm. See? I like this light. And, I can, and it's little, so I mean, I can't see that clearly because. I'm in denial about needing glasses. Well, I ordered the monitor. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be here at 8 o'clock this morning. I was asleep and they couldn't get in. Oh, they called you? They messaged me through Amazon. Oh, dang. Why didn't they just put it? They can't get in. Because I guess normally somebody else lets them in or the office lets them in. No. I've seen people come in and know. I guess if it's a regular person, they know the code. Yeah. Um. I just can't imagine because I've never had anybody be like, no, I'm not going to come in. I guess because it's so early in the morning. Yeah. It might always be traffic going in and out if they come other times of the that day. That makes sense. Like they just open the door or uh, something like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not tripping. Like it would have been nice to like see this up close and yeah. everything like that. But, you know, next time. Yeah. But um, I do like the lighting. Though. Yeah, it is like, like bright it. without being like overpowering. Like this one is. Like, if you crank it up even just a few uh, percentages uh, yeah. and everything like that, it just starts going off the rails. I'm like, okay. And so, you know, I'm looking shiny right. and hell, as hell because it's like one big old thing of shine right here right. on this side of the forehead. So it softens it. Yeah. I like that light, like when I'm doing my makeup, mm-hmm. but I think I'm with you like on camera. But yeah, that's cool. How do you feel? Like, do you feel older? Do you feel? No, still young and dumb. <laughs> um, but no. Nah, um, I don't feel old or anything like that. But I feel like, okay, this birthday was a complete contrast to what we experienced last year. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was a good moment for me. Because, like, last year, I'm grateful that I had a birthday. I'm grateful that we went to New Orleans and all that stuff. But we were still in a panic. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's just Texas and God. 
Yeah. But at the same time, it was like I didn't I wasn't sure if I could really enjoy that birthday because like I'm over here trying to make sure that we're okay. And um like granted we were okay. I'm grateful for the fact we got to go to Saray's. I was about to say you have <clears throat> you got to have uh what is that stuff we like? Bananas, bananas, French, French toast. toast. Oh, yeah. And it's like like I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for not being for not being frozen and everything like, you know, no disrespect to anybody who was still stuck here and everything like that. But, you know, like I I just felt like I couldn't um I wasn't fully enjoying it like I did this year because of the fact that I was worried. Yeah. Or the fact that I was worried more about us and making sure that we were safe. But this year though, um like I asked for this. You delivered. Um, Call me Amazon Prime. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, and then we went to the rooftop cinema yesterday, uh, which was dope as F. That was fun. Um, we saw Love Jones, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, it's literally top two for me. So, um, and, and what's your favorite movie? Hackers. It's like Angela, Angelina Jolie. Uh, like it, it involves computers and stuff like that, but in the nineties, like pre. Um, I know I've heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it's it's like you know cult classic and everything like that. Like I, like even one of the guys who was an actor on there, I met I friended friended him on Facebook because like he still like sells like merch from that era. Like he has floppy disks with his uh cast name. Like oh, uh, I think it was like the Phantom Freak. So uh, shout out to Renoli Santiago because like he keeps that culture alive for me. But even with like Love Jones, like that movie is near and dear to me because like, you know, it's so Chicago and it's like one of those things where like it gives that nostalgic feel where like I'm looking at all the decor, all the apartments and everything like that, all the landmarks from back home and everything that's in that movie. And it's like, and also from an artistic aspect, like, you know, just the dialogue that like we discussed this before, but now it's like a little bit different because of the fact like, you know, it's a little bit cringy, but at the same time, like I can appreciate uh, what Lorenz Tate and Nia Long and all them did like back then, even though I was watching it as a kid, Right. I appreciate the art uh, aspect of it and also the culture, Chicago culture aspect of it. I feel like I get some of the references now. Okay, so spoiler alert, I never seen Love Jones before. Now let let me take that back. I have been in places where Love Jones was being played. I have seen scenes from Love Jones. Specifically, I had seen the scene where he was she had him sleep on the couch <laughs> and you know and she was like, you know, do you feel the heat yet? Like I had uh, seen that before, that scene. Um, but I don't think I had ever, I don't think I've ever like sat down, even mm-hmm. as a kid. Like there are movies I remember watching as a kid that I sat down and watched the entirety of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's the funny part about watching this movie, which I want to touch on today, some of the the parts in the movie. Now that I've seen it and I feel like I'm one of the cool kids. <laughs> is there what what year did that movie come out? I think it's like 95 maybe. 
Sorry, so I'm like nine years old, right? At the time. Let me double check. Yeah. Love Jones. Like fast forward this part, cause uh <laughs> Oh, and my phone telling me all kind of stuff. Love Jones. You got it. Okay. 97. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I was close. Okay, so I was 11 <clears throat> when it came out, which makes a little more sense. Because there are some aspects of it that, and I guess this was that that time in history, because there was like some songs playing and some references made that I was just like, that seems so recent. Mm-hmm. And I think I kept imagining that this was like 92 or mm-hmm. like, and if, when you think about the 90s, there's a big difference between 1992 and 97, yeah. right? Even though it's only five years, but because those are some of the eras of like very distinct fashion and stuff like that. Like mm. 92 was still coming off the 80s and, and some of that. And that's where yeah. you get a little more of that like hip hop influence in everything and attire and all that and then i feel like when you get to 97 as you roll into the 2000s there was something where that whole like at least for in terms of women fashion where that 50s style was coming back a little bit like with the flipped up hair Mm -hmm. and the and you know and some of that style was coming up but it really so that was interesting so i'm watching the movie and I think that anytime you watch a movie that is seriously tied into the culture at the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there will be some things that I don't appreciate as someone 35 viewing it when I don't have the nostalgia connected to it. Mm-hmm. That some other people do. I didn't think it was a bad movie. I thought it was good. Some parts were cringy. Some parts were like that never fly today. Right, right. Right. But I (laughs) didn't have the reference of, oh, when I was a kid, this seemed so real. Or when I first watched it when it came out or whatever the case is, which, you know, just happens with some movies. I always think about that when like, I love like Hocus Pocus, Mm -hmm. right? And... Like, people watch Hocus Pocus who have never seen it before, and they're like, what? Like, it's just stupid. Like, it's different. But when I was yeah. a kid, and I watch it all the time, so when I watch it now, there's a part of me that reverts back to when I used to watch it as a mm-hmm. kid. So I come in with a different lens. So I realize that I'm probably going to be more critical of Love Jones than you. Yeah, mainly because, like, yeah, I watched that over and over when I was a kid, like I think we had the tape or something like that. But also, like I like literally my time at Fisk was spent watching like black culture movies. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you had Love Jones, you had Hacker. I mean, not Hackers. Um, Love Jones, Love and Basketball. Like, uh, oof, talk about cringe. Anyway, Le- um, House Party One, Two, and Three. My two is my favorite. Uh, mainly because like he was going off to college and all that stuff like so it was like representative but um you know like i was always watching movies like that and um so and then on top of that i was missing home a lot my freshman year so when i was able to like always watch that movie it was always reminding me like where i came from like all the places that we used to go like the little um 
on the beach. Uh, I, I don't. I, we called it Bongo Beach, but um, I'm not sure if they called it that at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But it's like I used to go over there, like right. ride my my mom used to take me riding my bike over there on Lakeshore Drive, which is now Dusable Drive. Um, and like just like I've never been, of course I never, had never been to the Wild Hair back back then. Mm-hmm. I never knew anything about this place called the Sanctuary. But just even also seeing like how people's houses were, which mm-hmm. reminds me of how some of the people I used to hang out with, like uh, my aunts, uh, my aunt Yosha, her house had all the African art and everything like that, like Man. S- stone elephants and I stuff. I know a few people whose homes look just like that when you And it smelled like sage and incense yeah. and stuff. And, like And patchouli oil and oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was into like the Pan-African thing, like even like in festivals uh, that were like close to the University of Chicago. Like I remember, I don't remember exactly what this was. But I know it was like a big gathering. Uh, you know, like uh, if you're going, have you been by University of Chicago? Mm-hmm. Okay, just make sure because you West Side. But <laughs> we're gonna pause right here. It's like a punching. Anyway, so you go down Midway Places and like that long strip, and mm-hmm. then you come towards the end, like right by the um, the hospital. Mm-hmm. There's that little stone statue. Okay, uh, it's like a big wall stone statue, mm-hmm. and there's that curve. And then all of a sudden there's like this grass area and there's this, uh, it's like a pond or something like that. I remember distinctly, like there was somebody was throwing maybe a party or a gathering or something like that. And it was like, everybody was there listening to Arrested Development, um, everyday people. And it's like, there's that feeling, um, because of that. And like all the people that was just gathered around and just having fun and, eating food and everything like that and of course you had the people with the with the uh, locks and everything like that and the nose ring and whatnot in the high waist jeans yeah and the black shirt and the black lipsticks and stuff like that or Let me the neon long lips was getting on my nerves that it's higher <laughs> until like the night yeah. after they when they were having breakfast and she had wiped all that stuff off mm-hmm. her lips and i was like thank you girl why do you have why are your lips lined so dark and filled in so dark and it's not even like wearing a dark lipstick mm-hmm. it just looked like muddy yeah and her eyebrows got on my nerves too I'm but that's that, the style yeah i that had chola eyebrows too when i was a sixth grade mom we used to use a straight edge razor blade like the 50 cent kind from the corner store like the one i got yes and oh, are you talking about the one with the handle that comes in like pastel yeah. colors well no 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 or are you talking like about the, the one that I have in that for the uh, for my shaving? No, like the ones that you would get. I don't know. Well, we used to go to the corner store and you'd be like, "Can I get a razor blade?" The kind that people used to keep in their cheek to cut people. I have, that's, so the little, yeah. like the inch it's like, long uh, ones, rectangle. Uh huh. Yeah. That has like the little uh, the part you could hold, and then the razor on the end with the little hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. My mom used to arch my eyebrows with that. Glad you ain't got so like she used to sit like and all like cuts. and so you saw how thin Neil Long's eyebrows were like and then very that's how my that's how I, my eyebrows used to be and I used to and I had to line my lips real dark and then fill it in with that clear uh little roll on lip gloss mm. so I thought I was killing the game and Man. I was at the time shoot even before that all the girls was wearing the uh, the watermelon or the strawberry flavored uh i used to hate because the boys used to like take our lip gloss pop the ball out and eat it 
What? Yes. I used to have some of my guy friends would like sit there and like, or like we used to have like all the little pops. Was it edible? No, but it tasted, I guess, sweet. And it was like non-toxic. So you know how you did little pots and you have all the like, oh, strawberry, cherry, lip gloss, like chapstick, but it was in the thing. So you could like dig it out. These are like dig, dig it, oh, let me get some lip gloss or some chapstick, right? So you'd be like, okay, here, you can have chapstick. You know, it's pre-COVID. I'm, you know, I'm 13, whatever. They would like dig their hand and eat the chapstick. And you like get your shit back and be like, why were you eating my lip gloss? That's disgusting. Yeah. Boys. Interesting. But yeah, that's what I was Oh. But even just based off of all of all of that, just like you know, like how we're able to like key in on certain things from mm-hmm. our childhood or certain things from the nineties that, you know, are kind of near and dear to us. Like like I remember when we used to do this. That yeah. movie does that for me. Yeah. I feel you. So I feel yeah. you. it definitely does give me some of that. Um I just could not stop looking at the fashion. Specifically when they went to the stepper set, I was like looking at people's hair and makeup and outfits. And Mm -hmm. I was taken back. There was this one lady actually at the beginning of the movie when they were having all the, taking all the pictures. And this lady came out and let me tell you, it almost made me tear up because it made me think of my grandma because this was my grandmother's hairstyle. Mm -hmm. The finger waves. Mm that was like bumped up a little bit mm-hmm. and it was no line of demarcation or nothing it was just like finger wave all of a sudden finger wave no hairline just finger wave mm-hmm. bumped up and then so, so out of somewhere that straight piece came and my grandma like was African like american mullet <laughs> it was it was <laughs> black lady mullet okay ghetto mullet the gullet <laughs> And did you have it flipped up right here sometimes? My grandma loved the hairstyle. When she felt fancy, she'll have uh, China used to do her hair because China used to do our hair. Or Tiffany. And she, but I think China did her hair most of the time. And she would have her put a little gold, a gold uh, track in there mm-hmm. too so she could jazz it up for special occasions. And it would be so hilarious. So I was looking at that lady like, damn, that's my grandma. Like mm-hmm. it was... And, and clearly, right, fashion is what it is because there are clearly pictures that I look at. And I remember at the time just feeling so beautiful and thinking like, this is it and not imagining like styles now. And I imagine that one day I'll look at pictures from now and be like, what was I wearing? What was I doing? That happens all the time. I look at that often. Like, granted, like my um style of dress is like comparatively plain, but like even uh, what was at the NAACP Image Awards, my mom bought my tuxedo because I was at Fisk, and I had no way like. She didn't look damn mustache. Anyway, um, but she uh, it was like it's not pinstripe, but it's like black on black, but a different kind of pinstripe. Kind of like illusion pinstripe, yeah. where it's still black, but they're different textures. Yeah, uh-huh. and I was like. Yeah, you know this ain't something I would wear. That's <laughs> but, when the Steve Harvey well, suit style was in style. I think it was Steve yeah, Harvey. Yeah, when it would be like them big zoot wide suits. leg, looking like you had a, looking like you had a stepper set. <laughs> um, <laughs> like now he then uh, yeah. shifted over to the modern fit Good. and everything like that. But I think it was just the style. It didn't look bad then. But even like okay, so at that stepper set, 
Like I well, just even looking at it now, I didn't realize that was Herb Kent's stepper set because he was in the back and um, with that cowboy hat and whatnot. Dang, Herb Kent. Yeah. I feel Oh well, she did say the V V one hundred three. I she? thought she said V O one or oh, something I thought she like, said the V one hundred three. I thought she said a version of it, like oh. which made which maybe I just heard v, whatever she said. Maybe I just heard V one hundred three because I don't know. But it was just it was interesting just to see all the suits, like you know, that you had the lady with the leather and the uh, finger wave. Who she was killing? It. And then the lady uh, in the red. Yes. Yep. That's who I kept thinking. It was about. like uh-huh. <laughs> her her joints where it wasn't just at the bottom, they was out here. <laughs> it was no layers. It was like wings. It's not layer. It's just like we're gonna and I mean it was so much spritz in that scene. Just so sorry. So so, so much spritz. It was wild. But you know, that's just like that's just the way it was. Yeah. Like good times. I think for the most part, like it. Like I said, it reminds me of a time where it was like simpler or, you know, people was actually having fun. That's how you know you owe when you're like, I'm thinking back to a simpler time. Shut That's your the, ass That is the thing old people say, right? Like, it's just reminding it me reminds of me simpler, simpler times. times when I was able to sit on the porch with my uh, rocking chair yeah. and just sip on my yak. <laughs> See? Not yak. Oh. Oof. Okay, I don't even like is yak Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure, because all I've heard is just yak. I like I don't even know if people even say that anymore. Hennessy is what you drink when you're already drunk. Hennessy is what makes me angry. But note to self, no Hennessy. As you can see, I don't like I don't drink like that. Like. I may have a nice wine, everything like if you buy it, but <laughs> right. If I buy it, you drink my wine because it's shoot, it's tasty. Makes me feel fancy if I can put my I put my pinky up a little bit. <laughs> like you somebody uncle. I mean, I ain't got no brother, so I ain't. right. That's the same. Brother. I was like, why you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> What is wrong with you, you weirdo? I'm 36. I'm able to do this now. <laughs> but overall, it was a good birthday. Um, just make sure we're good on time. But uh, yeah, like overall, it was a great birthday. I enjoyed myself. Um, I don't know. Like I felt like you touched on like good parts that I that you know I love. And just went full force with it. So I really just tried to keep it simple, which maybe is counterintuitive to what I wouldn't actually do in terms of celebration. But it did make me think like it's really I've been trying to be a lot more thoughtful in how I how I express uh, love and how I show um, support and a lot of that that I feel like I learned is that it is about knowing the person, right? And doing what the person would like. And, you know, I might be like, I want to dress up and do all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. But like, I know that that is not necessarily your thing, right? Like you'll do it because it's something that I want to do. So really trying to say like, how can it be special? But, you know, you don't want to wear, he he want to be able to wear a comfortable, just like, you know, a polo shirt and not have to wear, you know, uh, dress shoes and, you know, whatever, whatever. All I don't the mind time. dress boots. 
A brush boot? Nah, hell no. Nah, <laughs> hell no. <nah. laughs> um, like, I think, okay, part of the reason why I don't really like wearing suits or dressing up is because I had to do that all throughout childhood. I get it. And then on top of that, like, just me even when I start when I wrote my book and everything like that, like I literally had to show up in a suit. I wasn't really allowed to be a kid. I get what you're saying. Why not? So it's not it's not that I think I just got tired of it. Like, don't get me wrong, like I do feel like fancy as hell if I wear a nice suit. But I'm like, yo, like I had to do that a lot. I never got a chance. Well, I did get a chance to, but like even Technically, my high school clothes were almost like stuff that I that um a young person wasn't wearing. I get it. <clears throat> you just didn't pr- prefer that because we had this conversation because I dressed up a lot, but it was my preference. My mama would always tell me like, just dress comfortable. And I'm like, this is comfortable. Right. Yeah. And I think now as I've gotten older, I do wear more comfortable clothes. Like I wear, I believe leggings are pants. Uh, like I'm wearing today, leggings and an oversized shirt is one of my staples and go-tos because it's easy yeah. to put together. So I think as I have gotten older and then gotten more busy and that kind of stuff, I do default to this. But I like to dress up. Like I enjoy dressing up. And I used to go out a lot. So I used to definitely love to dress up and go out. Um, now I like to dress up, take pictures, and go back and sit um, back down. Like, uh, shoot. What was that post where, uh, like, you reminded me of that post where everybody was saying, like, they used to wear uh, work clothes to the club? Oh, my God. We did. <laughs> we used to tear. Oh, my God. Do you, like, I would look and be like, why do I have on this blazer at John Henry? What am I doing in this blazer, gaucho pants? <laughs> with a silver belt on top of it. Nah. Them fashions was awful. And thank God that the early 2000. 2000s, mid 2000s, early 2010s, well, shoot, just early 2000s. 2000, yeah, 2010. Like pre yeah. Let, uh, so, now, them fashions should not come back, although it's so funny because now I see people like these, like the Gen Z that think they're so cool, which let me stop because I really love a lot of. Uh, Gen Gen Z. Yeah, like I do really. They love. TikToks make me smile. Yes, I love a lot of Gen Z, and they're smart, and they don't take a lot of shit. And so I'm learning a lot from them. But the fashion that is like, you know, like I see some TikToks where they were like making fun of skinny jeans, and they got on like the skinny. the wide leg or wide leg jeans we used to wear, like the elephant bottoms. Yes. And uh, like the mom jeans, like we was talking about in the movie, and mom oh, yeah, jeans, I've seen that, and like yeah. the bucket hats are coming back, and I'm like, y'all think y'all so inventive? Y'all just look like, like me when I was 13. Th- they was wearing bucket hats before we were yes. uh, grown. And but you see kids nowadays, and then they have now. You get me sound like an old person, and they got the or like my go to style would be the tank top with mm. the button up on top, but you don't button up the button up mm-hmm. with the. And the bucket hat, but I'm like, I look like that when I was 14 too. It's just all because Amaya would be like telling me and Evie, so I'm like, you look like us. No, one style that I do not want to see come back is the ski outfits. You remember the uh, the sporty spice look? It was it sporty spice. So it was like ski pants, like very uh, jer- not jersey, um, windbreaker like material pants, sketcher shoes. 
and then a, a pullover and a bucket hat. I oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. nah. Like pretty much anything in that was that Jordan Knight movie. As long as <laughs> uh, Jordan Knight uh, music video. No, low rise pants. I didn't have low rise pants, but then, and I surely do not have a low rise pants, but now where it looked like they don't have. It's just like right at the, if you sneeze, you get crack gonna fall out. Coin slide. It's I those were always bad. And I've always been I've always had I was born with hips. So I my butt is like no ma'am. Okay. So note to that. Wanna take a break? Yeah, let's take a break and come back. Hear a word from our sponsor, which is Anchor and Us. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, fashion from early oh, fashion two thousands. Yes, terrible, terrible, terrible gowns, terrible gowns. No, like I was the I think I was the one person who was like being consistent and going like shopping at Old Navy. Like even back then, like I, I like Old Navy. Stephen Berry's. I don't even think they exist anymore. Remember Stephen Berry? It was that store that was kind of like a downgrade from Old Navy. But the thing I love about Stephen Berry is that they made their jeans in short, not petite. Because petite would mean that I'm skinny and short. They just made them in short, meaning I could be a size 14, which I was, but I'm short. So like mm -hmm. they could, they made skinny, skinny jeans and they made them short. So I could actually have them where they weren't all runched up at the bottom because they were for somebody taller. Mm -hmm. And then they had all those graphic tees and they'd be like $5. Mm -hmm. So Stephen Berry's and they used to be in the mall. Stephen Berry's had a whole You must have been going to Chicago um, Bridge or something. No, they had Stephen Berry everywhere. They even had Stephen Berry um, at one of the malls in Nashville because Rage, when we used to dance in polos and stuff, with double, double, double polos, polos, we got our polos from Stephen Berry's. Oh, I want to yeah. say it was at uh, whichever mall has Gate in it. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh -huh. Golden Gate? No. Golf Gate? Golf, something, something like that. Like that. Anyway, like they had. That's no, where Golf we, Gate is here. Yeah. 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 Whatever. One of you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? In Antioch. Yeah. It was there. Stephen Berry. Stephen Berry's had a hold on me, but they did have one in Chicago too. Um, it was at North Riverside. They had one in North Riverside. Okay. Uh, this I'm like up until like maybe college, I never really ventured West Side. And never really ventured a whole lot. Like if I went to Northside, it was always um, going up north on Devon, like uh, mm -hmm. the Indian uh, area and stuff mm -hmm. like that, or a, maybe a couple of places. Like other than that, like I, I don't think I had ever been to Pilsen until oh, wow. like i started working around Nymag or yeah, I never went to Pilsen until <clears throat> I was older, but I did, but I didn't know it was Pilsen. Yeah. Because it used to be a, a town and they called it. <laughs> I don't want to say it because, I, I mean, I didn't make this up, but the area was called Jewtown. It was? Where That's now like University Village. Really? Yes. But I, me, kid, right, as a kid, I think J-U-Town. Jewtown. Like, I, I thought they kept saying Juke Town. 
Matt, I'm like, everybody you, up in you there. You are too Chicago. Not you thinking it's called Juke Town. Juke, ah, yeah, over there. No. Where it used to be, it used to be very thriving black and apparently Jewish community. Mm-hmm. We used to have a tailor over there that my uh, grandma would go to. And then we would go over there to Maxwell Street. Are you talking, you're talking about by uh, Roosevelt and uh-huh. Halstead? Yeah, like right before Pilsen. Wow! Like honestly, all of that, where the where you know, where uh, UIC, UIC has their buildings, like none of that existed. Like when I picture as a kid, when you look at those streets from the pictures that she was taking in the beginning of Love Jones, mm-hmm. and it's like all those buildings, train tracks, and and, and where it looked like uh, like oh, this is the the cleaners over here, and like all black owned businesses, and it looks that is what it looked like over there down Halstead. Little shit. And what we call now a Maxwell Street Polish, we used to call it a Jewtown Polish. But I didn't know it was referring to Jewish people. I honestly did not learn that until I was in my uh, uh, in, uh, American literature class, my sophomore year of high school, and Mr. Fanning, who I think was Jewish. And Mr. Fanning was a little off, but... He was a, he was very like, whatever. And one of the other students said something about like going to Jewtown. And he was like, did you know that there was racism? And I ain't say nothing. You ever see that meme where it's like, when somebody says something that you all, an opinion you also hold, but you in the background, like. Like, So that was me because I had no idea that it was referring to like Jewish people. And I don't know if it was a, I mean, because if you're a Jew, you're a Jew. Like if you're a black, you're a black. And, and I don't know. It's mostly segregated in and, Chicago. Like, so that is generally. Yes. Like, so I area, didn't know yeah. why I, and I still honestly, maybe I need to do the research. I had no, I didn't know like what the history was behind why it was called Jewtown, if it was meant in a derogatory way, but that's just what we called it. And it was, but it was a place where like we enjoy going. It wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't like, oh, don't go over there. It was like, that's where we spent Man. time and money and things like that. And now when you go over there, it looks completely different. And I had no idea that Pilsen was right behind it because of how segregation works. But my grandma lived on 14th and like um like like racine so she lived in that area literally if we had walked five minutes south Mm -hmm. we would have been in pilsen and had zero idea because we would go north to get to roosevelt and then you go to Hawthorne and you still stay in this area you Mm -hmm. never go that far south i literally don't think i went south of like 18th street Till I was in high school. Honestly, throughout, I I'm still trying to recall any time that I've actually like. Of course, aside of going to the airport. <laughs> yeah, of course, I didn't really know much about any of those areas over there. Like I've been Southside mostly uh, my whole life, so it was like, and then on top of that, like my uncle was the only person that was going to the west side to do anything because mm-hmm. like apparently he was he had all the connections like to music and mm-hmm. jean suits and stuff like that oh man i love jean suits oh lord anyway that was awesome that was a, now that was a good time jean outfits like fubu jean outfits with fat man, albert on it i love but, me a jean with the studded designs on the back with name yeah. with a name belt boy anyway but um <laughs> I think for the most part, I didn't know much about, like, I, you hear things. Like, mm-hmm. even in high school, you hear things. But, like, I that even just that Maxwell Street or Jim's original, mm-hmm. that's right there on that little 
Right by Roosevelt and everything? Mm-hmm. I'd never been to that. Man. Until adulthood. Man, Until you were just I, missing Polishes your whole life. Oh no, we had gyms. No, you was, oh 95th you know. and uh it was 95th and the Dan Ryan. No. Now it's just all uh red. You line know it's different. Fist. You know it's different. We get a pork chop sandwich. That's when they pork chop sandwiches cost about thirty two. You sound old. <laughs> oh no. boy. Cause that joy is about six bucks. Man, but it's, worth it. it's crazy as hell, like no. how much Stuff has changed. Like I remember, I look at how polishes because now I want one. Oh, you poor thing! You yeah. got to get your nails done. Okay, we got to eat some point today. True, but um, for the most part, I think when I think about all the stuff that was in that movie, mm-hmm. and just in like just like how we having a conversation now, like even when I was having conversations with friends who are from Chicago. It would always be like, yo, you remember this? Yo, you remember that? Like, I kept, like, in, throughout the movie, I kept looking at you to see if you would see stuff mm-hmm. that that was, like, that technically it does exist, but it doesn't exist anymore. In like, a way. In a way. So, Kinko's was uh, in there. Like, the original blue Kinko's uh Yeah, now it's what, like, office, yeah. office? FedEx office. FedEx office or yeah. something. Yeah. But like before, like even in High Park, it used to be like there's like a a strip on 57th Street that is 57th Street Bookstore. Um, Now it's FedEx office, but it used to just be Kinko's. And my mom used to be over there like she used to work at University of Chicago. So it was was just Kinko's and we used to go in there. She used to use the computer sometimes and whatnot. And then you had Eduardo's Pizza, which was like knockoff uh, Giordano's, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm like, does it even exist anymore? Mm-hmm. And then like you had like the a uh, couple of bookstores, like 57th Street Bookstore, and then you had Pals and whatnot. But it's like just in that movie, it reminds me of all the stuff that used to be there and how much how much it has changed. Like even just. The Hyde Park Cleaners is over there, and it's like, yo, this stuff has stood the test of time. Yeah, it reminds me of some of the stuff, right? Because on one hand, you think '97. That's in my head. Part of me is like that is ten years ago, and then the other part is like or twenty four. So quick math. There's there's that, or it's twenty four years ago, which is wild to me. It's crazy still that that it's that long ago. Um. And that Neil Long and Lorenz Tate, Lorenz Tate specifically looks exactly the same. I think he looks younger yes. now. He drinks dragon's blood. Yeah, I told you he eats unicorns for dinner or something because ain't no other way. But there were definitely parts during the movie that I realized like as they were driving down, like when they were in the taxi and they were driving and I can't think of the street to Drexel. Fame. Drexel. Thank you. But I re- it makes me think when as an adult, when I lived on the South Side, like that, I was like, oh, I drove down that street all the time. And it made me think of like, that's how I would like get go and to get on Lakeshore Drive when I was going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and operation pushes on that. Because I lived on 42nd in <clears throat> Michigan. So mm-hmm. I would like go and take 42nd down to Drexel and then take it, whatever, to uh, get on the expressway to 31st. Yeah. And so it I don't know. It it part of it made me miss home. 
a little bit. Yeah. And I'm going home next weekend, but it's not going to be the same because it's going to be cold. I do not like, and, and, and it's a hill I'm willing to down. I don't like cold Chicago. Just you're never going to make me enjoy it. But I really enjoy Chicago when the weather is acting right. Yeah. Like, I love it. It's it's a feeling, like, especially feeling. like when you're able to see, like, all the, like, all the good things about Chicago, like the great things about Chicago, like yeah. good weather, like right by the lakefront or being downtown and having to drink with your friends or yeah. something like that. Or I really do miss house parties. Yeah, but it absolutely does not feel like, so it's weird. It feels like home and I love going back, but it does not feel like a place I want to be daily. Yeah. I love when I go home and I get to hang out with friends and go to events and go places you haven't seen in a long time. And mm-hmm. there is and I think it's partially because we grew up there. So there's a sense of community yeah. that even with having friends here, I don't have the same sense of community. Yeah, that it's, I have. it's a little different. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we're building it. We 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 work on it. Um, but a lot of it is just we're adults and it's it's different. Um, than when we were we yeah. were kids and stuff like that, but there were parts, and I, and this one be one of my last points that I enjoyed in terms of the movie, like them hanging out at the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like that, and I just feel like sometimes we're so busy, and we got so much going on that we don't do that. Like just to say, like, oh, we're gonna go out with our friends on a Wednesday, and we're gonna meet up. And we're going to sit and go to a poetry set. (laughs) And I think part of me, maybe not with this movie specifically, but growing up with movies similar to that and growing up where the black movie, black movies were like a thing and we don't have them as often now. That's not a Tyler Perry movie. No shade to Tyler because he's doing his thing. But we don't have all the, you know, Love Jones and two can play that game and yeah. you know all the like we don't all the all the black movies we don't have them like we used to that we have our movies so we have all our famous black celebrities you know what that are kind of like yeah we know who this, these people are even if in white America they don't know I feel like and it could be because partially my taste in movies has changed and shifted a little bit but I feel like we don't have as much of that anymore but some of that was like you'd see those movies and you would aspire to that where the girls would be like oh yeah we're gonna just go and hang out and have a drink have a drink and go to a poetry set and i used to always think that's what being a grown-up was gonna be like i thought that too it's a lot of going home yeah (laughs) it's a a lot it's a lot of staying like but also we didn't have like all the stuff that would keep us at home like netflix and like streaming services or like yeah, all the entertainment that you have in your house right now, like I'm literally, I can literally be entertained like more more ways than one. Yeah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think like because back then, like Netflix was like literally a you had to pop a, you basically pop a tape in that was your entertainment. Yeah, that's your Netflix and chill. Not even <clears throat> that. I just feel like sometimes I feel like how much time do these people have? Well, I get it. Like she wasn't working a traditional job because I'm just like she, she was these a photographer. People was like living so carefree and, and he was an author. Yeah, or writing a book and, and on a typewriter. No, nah, nah, I was like, sir, sir. I know they had like computers. I love typewriters. They had computers in '97. Yeah. 
So I love typewriter, but it's a different feel. Even just that is a nostalgic feel. He like, didn't even have, but because I remember going to work with my mama and I was like six, meaning this movie was at least five years later. And even then, I used to go to the office with her on Saturday when she had to finish up work and she would actually give me some of her work to do. And I sometimes tell her, mama, you didn't pay me enough because she had like, she was an administrative assistant. So she had to really like stuff mm-hmm. envelopes and stuff that she had my six year old butt doing, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, but she used to like let me play on a typewriter, but it was like an electric typewriter where you could like do it and it would like zing back mm-hmm. and so it looked more like a computer. And he had like an old school typewriter and that's beautiful for decoration to put it. I feel like when you think of you're an author and you want to like have that in the space because it adds a certain, you know, je ne sais quoi mm-hmm. to the space. <laughs> a little razzle dazzle. A little razzle dazzle, <laughs> but not to actually use in terms of writing a book. I was like, now come on, Lorraine. Shoot, my mom still writes freehand, like on tablets she and whatnot. Really and it's like crazy me because I'm like, yo, like her. give me a keyboard and a computer and a mouse and a backspace button. At least or give a me new. a notes, a notes app, something. I like it's crazy. And I like yeah. writing, but I'm not writing that much. Mm. on my hand i'm i'm not gonna do that but it was a good movie i'm glad i watched it um even though i was like at some point i was like him showing up to to her house i was like not you finding my address that would be such a turn off i don't care how cute i thought you were if you just showed up to my house also if you had got it'd be one thing for you to be like all right, don't blame my girl, but when she wasn't looking, I looked at the check that you wrote and I got your phone number. And so that's how I'm calling you. Mm-hmm. Even if you actually had my address. If you called, I might be like, okay, that's cute. He got my number. But if you came to my house, I'm thinking you're weird and creepy. And then there's no way I'm letting you in. But again, that's because I am inundated with episodes of SVU. So I'm just thinking like, so when you chop me up, I'm going to be on the other side just being like, that was so <laughs> stupid of me. I shouldn't have let that nigga in the house. Like, uh-huh. that was my fault that now yeah. I am chopped up into a million pieces because it was a dumb move. I think, yeah, for the most part, it was like, like, back then we didn't think much about it because, like, we, I'm like, oh, he he was so persistent, this, that, and the other. And it was just like, yo, like, nowadays I'm like, yeah. People get killed from persistence. Like, bro, like, you know how how Olivia, uh, Olivia Benson would be on your ass right Man, now? okay. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I, so there were some parts of that that I didn't like. I didn't really like, I mean, it's some stuff that you see nowadays in dating in terms of saying, like, Tell people how you really feel. Like, I totally, you know, I mean, clearly we're engaged, but I believe, and it took a while, maybe not a while, but I understand that you don't always feel that way. I just felt early in my dating life that I want to tell a person how I feel, even Mm -hmm. if you don't feel the same. I don't feel like I'm playing myself, but I want to know. So if my feelings are invested and yours aren't, then I know how to move. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I am going to date other people. But I know that if you are, then I know how to move. I know I can't get mad about certain things. And I know if I start to get mad, then Mm -hmm. that's my cue to probably stop. And I've had to be in a situation where I'll be like, I'm too invested. You're not. This is not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to be lying like we just kicking it, but I'm over here telling my friends like oh i'm in love with him and he put it on me and blah 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 blah. like and then go and be with somebody else who left me and go to new york like that whole thing was was, like yeah 
don't get me wrong. Like I thought it was, I'm like, it's, it was amazing to see how people thought back then. Cause it's like, but also like that we have so much technology now that it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like I am not hopping on no, no, uh, 24 hour, uh, train ride at all. To do I was nothing. just like, they ain't got planes in 97. <laughs> like she loved but taking a train in New York. It was just, you know, I thought like it was it was a little bit weird. Like even just with him too, like um with Lorenz Tay's character and everything like that. Um Darius. Um he uh played it off like he was cool and everything like that, but it, like deep down he really liked this girl and yeah. whatnot. And it was just like and then that whole bar scene with the guy from uh, Grey's Anatomy, I can't remember his dollar name, uh, but his character's name is Savon. Um, that's not him. Yeah, that's him. Is that? Oh, that Isaiah Wa- It sure is Isaiah, Isaiah Washington. Washington. Oh okay. <laughs> it's the goatee that threw me off. Yeah. But uh, like they in the bar and everything like that. And he's like, yeah, I played you. You thought I, I had you going. This then he turned up. around. He's like, like, yeah, you know, I really uh, do like this girl and whatnot. Right. Then he turned around and was like, uh. And it, it was just <laughs> some of that. But I, I get it. I get it. It was it was part of the plot and the storyline. And him and Wood and their friendship and her not dating, yeah. but not not dating him. Mm-hmm. Because we knew from the side we were watching, like, she wasn't really trying to get him no action. She It was just one dinner. Because he showed, again, somebody who just showed up at her job. I mean, and, and it was like just begging her to take, cause, and and pretty much trying to use her in a pawn in his vendetta, in his vendetta, right against his friend. So, other than all that, it it was it was a good movie for nostalgia's sake, for fun, for weird quotes. I love a love story, so I'm a love a love story, and I love a. It's actually the same reason why I really love the end of Insecure. Mm-hmm. I love a this is right for me. Yeah. Love story. Yeah. Love stories where everything works out and everything is perfect and everybody does the thing that is right. It's fine. Yeah. But I love the this is what is best for me. The only love story that I do not like. I can't think of the name of it. But it's with, yeah, white people in it. I watched it not too long ago. It got the girl who plays Snow White in Once Upon a Time. And uh, the girl, what's her name? Who plays in Bride Wars. Dang. Anyway. And she ended up like falling with a friend from college who she loved but her, i know what you're talking about yeah but yeah. the but the her best friend mate was getting married it's on to netflix him. uh-huh she fell in love with him and was cheating with him behind her like dating him mm. while he was married to getting married to her best friend that i ain't like because for me that was a betrayal of your friendship okay you was literally in love with your best friend's fiance and dating him while she was getting married to him even if she was cheating on him, she ended up cheating on him with somebody else. For me, it was the it was the bond between the friends on top of the bond between the dating couple that was the issue. And I don't care if you loved him first. You should have said something. So other than that, I love movies where people are just like, 
Yeah, when she was like, you know, I live in New York. He's like, I live in Chicago. And I'm, we'll figure it out. I love the like, we'll figure it out. Like we love each other against all odds kind mm-hmm. of. Well, I, I mean, I guess I love the idea of it because then sometimes you got to get down to practicality. Um, but maybe like not. bills and travel. Right, and, maybe not, right? You'll but he's an author. Out. So yeah, like, you, he, he can move, move, right? Yeah. So we'll figure it out. And so I love... I love that. I love those kinds of love stories. So, yeah, I mean, that I like. I love that part. Loved everything about that movie. Of course, it's outside the cringy parts, but also I love the fact that we saw it on the rooftop. Uh, it was day. a very nice. That space. was a, like. Don't get me wrong. Like I was worried about you getting cold. <laughs> but it uh, didn't get like really cold until like, like later. Yeah. yeah. I was like looking at her shit, looking at you shivering. You were. Stuff I was. I had my nose. blanket though, and I was fine. Yeah. yeah. But overall, like I felt like that was a good way to experience that movie. Yeah, I think so too, and I can't wait. In in the movie, the thing is, the rooftop cinema had been closed for a while because of COVID, so mm-hmm. they had been closed for a year and a half. And I think they just opened up at the end of last summer. Mm-hmm. So, and then they closed for a little while. They had opened up with some of the other locations, but the Houston location had just opened back up. It's been less than a year um, since they opened back up. So it's good to have um, that open. And it's really close. It's like 10 minutes away from our house. It's a good date idea. So we can go. It's a little pricier than like a regular movie, but it, especially if you get the nicer chairs, but it comes with free popcorn and popcorn is refills mm-hmm. so that's nice yeah um so yeah i liked it i can't wait to go again and then maybe not when it's real hot but oh yeah like gonna be sitting back just baking but they just get like a little fan i mean go to an evening show bring your little sun is down fan. they have headphones so like for stuff like that so if somebody has a fan it makes noise you don't necessarily hear it because the movie mm-hmm. is coming through your headphones so it was, I liked it. I, I enjoyed that space. I'm glad you enjoyed it, most importantly. Um, so, yeah. Anything else for you, Rapha? Um, no. Um, that's all. Your feet are cold. I know, oh yours God. are warm. They are? Not as cold as mine, at least. And you see why I'm, I was worried about her yesterday. But, yeah. But, yeah. Great to be 36. Had a great birthday. Um. And also thanks to everybody who wished me happy birthday. Uh, any pictures that were posted and stuff like You're that. You're such a cute baby. I, you know, jeans. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks to everybody who sent me happy birthdays and everything like that. Um, you know, between you and my mom and your sister and your mom had me laughing and whatnot. You know, I got everything that I wanted for my birthday. Like, I had fun. Got my light, you know. My mom put more money on the um, on the wedding and everything like that. That's really what. That's one of the things I wanted for my birthday. But also, I enjoyed myself. That's good. I'm glad you did. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of If It Isn't Love Podcast. If you're not already, make sure that you're following us on Instagram at If It Isn't Love Podcast. And until next time, bye. That's a weird one.